0: All right, here we go. Praise the Lord. It's great to be alive. Amen? It's great to be alive and, and breathe the breath of life and have a knowing that everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Even though we go through some hard times and trials and things, everything's going to come out okay and great in the end. And... Um, As I said earlier, how many of you know the story of the three little pigs? Remember that story? You guys know the story? Three little pigs. And how does it go? First little pig, they they um, they all wanted to build their house, right, to build their own house, separate house. The first little pig, what did he use to build his house? Straw, right? Straw. And what was the second pig? What did he build his house with? Twigs, Twigs. (laughs) sticks, sticks. Sticks, right? Sticks. (laughs) So, okay. so the first little pig used straw. The second pig used sticks. Now, what did the third pig use? Bricks. It's amazing, yeah. This story is—I don't know how old this story is—but there's a lot of wisdom in this story, because why did they build their houses? What, what? Uh, who was after them? The big bad wolf, right? And what was the song they sang? <laughs> the big bad wolf yeah and so you know i don't know i was just waiting on god this morning just you know fellowshipping with the lord and this story came to me and he was showing me something about this because how many of you know that we're building our house our life is our house you know each one of us it's like The Bible talked about the house of David, right? The house of so-and-so in the Bible. We all have our house that we are in the process of building. And just like these three little pigs, the first two were really confident about their straw and stick house. And when they finished building it, the first little pig was singing that song. Ah, who's afraid of the big bad wolf, right? Right? singing outside in the front of his little straw house and then the big bad wolf showed up one day. What did he do? Yeah, the little pig ran into his straw house and the big bad wolf was standing outside the door. He said, open the door or I will huff and puff and blow your house down, right? And the little pig inside was getting kind of nervous. And we know what happened, right? He blew that house down. Where would that little pig run to? His brother's house. The straw, I mean, the the stick house. And so they were dancing. That little pig thought he was safe now. So they're both dancing in the house, singing the same song again. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? (laughs) Maybe they were using their little instruments. I don't know. And there comes the big bad wolf again. Comes to the door. Open up this door. Nope. Well, I'm going to huff and puff and blow that house down. And sure enough, that stick house had no chance. It went down flat. Boom. But those two little pigs, they were smart enough to run to their brother's house. And the brother had a what? A a brick house. Brick house. There was a song about the brick house, right? (laughs) Old song, anyway. (laughs) But you know, that brick house... It took some effort to build that one because those first two little pigs, they were done already, but that third pig, he was still working on his brick house when they were finished. It took time to to mix the motor and cement and put the bricks there, but he got it done. And so those two little pigs ran to their brother's house and the big bad wolf showed up again. And he said, come out of that place, I'm coming in. And they were singing, maybe they weren't singing too loud anymore. Maybe they were, who's afraid of the big? They weren't too, they weren't too sure about it now because they blew, he blew down those other two houses. But no matter how hard the, tri- uh, the wolf tried to blow it down, he couldn't blow that house down, right? And what happened? He went up, the wolf went up on the roof, tried to go down the chimney, but they had a pot of boiling water in the chimney. And the wolf fell right inside, and he went, whoops, right back out. And they, the wolf couldn't get him. So what's the moral of the story? Build your house with bricks. <laughs> Build your house with bricks. <laughs> yeah. I say that the brother that had the brick house, he was Yeah. See, I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear that part, yeah. yeah. I used to read the book, too. Oh, the kids? Yeah. There you go, so. He was reading, the other two scared. There were still, yeah, they were trembling, right? They, they were afraid of the big bad wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was a part like
1: that.
0: What was that part? Not by the hairs of my chin chin. Not by the hairs of my chinny chin chin. uh the part where he's on their Oh, Yeah. Oh, so you see the, 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 the moral of the story. There's a lot to learn from these little stories. And it's interesting. I believe God revealed that and, and told me to talk about that a little bit and tie it into what the scriptures say concerning these things. Because like I said, we are in the process of building our house. And last week I was talking about um, Matthew chapter 7, right? About seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Because Jesus was talking about to the people, don't be anxious and worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. And he said, and he was talking about money, the proper attitude towards money. He said, we need money, but we're not to uh, worship it, right? We can't serve money and serve God, in other words. Everything has the right priorities. So in Matthew 7, after you know, Jesus gave all these teachings about prayer and about the, um, all these other, in relation to others. It, It says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. And this is where it ties into the little, three little pigs. He says, Jesus telling everybody, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Verse 26 says, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind's blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Two houses. Two people. One built his house on the rock. And how did he build it on the rock? He built it on the foundation of Jesus Christ and his what he was saying, right? What Jesus says. Because he remember Jesus was teaching the people all these different things about prayer, about giving, about fasting, about money, about judging, all these different subjects. And he's saying, if anyone hears these words of, of all these teachings and acts on them, does them, he's going to be compared to a wise man, built his house on the rock. When the storms come, storms come to everybody. right? We're, as long as we're in this world, Jesus said, is going to be earthquakes. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be pestilence, plagues. There's going to be the roaring of the sea. The ocean's going to be roaring. He says there's going to be a lot of confusion, all kinds of chaos going on in the world. And so while everybody is... Whoever has the words of Jesus and does them is going to be able to stand against these storms. You know, there's, uh, there's promises in the, in the Bible, in Psalms 91, about God's protection against all these things. But I'm not going to go there yet, but I'm going back to this idea of the building of the house and the storms that come. I'm going to go to First um, Corinthians chapter chapter three, and here we here again we see how um, Apostle Paul is teaching about building a house, building a house. Now listen to this. Goes right along with three little pigs, man. I tell you, it's amazing. It says. Verse 10, chapter 3, verse 10, it says, According to the grace of God which was given to me, to Paul, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. And I'll stop there. Building the house. He, P- Apostle Paul comparing himself to a master builder. And he gives... The uh, foundation is Jesus Christ, but there's uh, the walls that got to go up. There's the building, the rest of the building that has to go up. And he says, if any man or woman, person, builds on, builds on that foundation with gold or silver, precious stones or wood and hay or straw. You know, the, the, the building material that we use to build with our homes will be tested. Will be tested. It be, it's being tested in this life and it's going to be... This, he's talking about a future t- time when God, the Lord's going to reward us. Because He says that it's going to be tested with fire for the day will show it. It's going to be revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality. You know, when you test gold, you, you pass it through the fire to purify it, right? You know, our faith is like compared to gold in the Bible In Peter, it says, our faith is to be tested like gold. So if we're building our house with the, 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 the right building material, when the fires come, when the tests come, or you could say the storms of life come, we'll still be standing. You may be shaken, but the house will stand. Because our faith is being tested. It's being tried. You know, we, we, that scripture in uh, Hebrews 12, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. You know, our faith is precious in the sight of God. He said, Without faith, you can't please God. Do you have faith this morning? That should be a bumper sticker, right? You got faith? You got faith? And our faith has to be placed in the right place. Who do we place our faith in? Yeah, Jesus, Jesus said, You believe in God, believe also in me. Our faith is not in our faith or our own selves. Our faith is in Him. And by faith, He said, we walk in this world. So when we hear the, the messages of Jesus, what he taught about all the different subjects that we, money, job, how do we relate to people, what's the church all about, you know, the Holy Spirit through his word, the spirit and the word of one, will teach us the truth, the spirit of truth. So in this process here, if we build our house with the precious things, Like Jesus said, upon the Word of God. This is the gold. This is the silver, the precious stones. These treasures are more valuable than money. Right? Wisdom. Wisdom. The Bible teaches us in Proverbs. Wisdom is more precious than money. It's more valuable. It's the greatest thing we should seek after. Wisdom and understanding. Because with that, no matter what you're going through in this world, the Lord will show you what to do and where to go. You know, it reminds me of a story in the in, um, book of Jeremiah, the prophet. And they were being, and Israel was being threatened by an army. Well, actually, before the army even came, Israel was disobe- disobeying God. They weren't obeying what they knew was the truth. They weren't obeying the Word of God. And so God was going to judge Israel. You know, God is the great judge. He judges. And He judged Israel. If you look at the history of Israel, what happened to Israel? Through all the centuries, through the thousands of years they've existed, you look at what happened to them. God judged them, but God said they're precious to Him. And And He's still loves Israel but look look what happened to Israel he kicked them out of their land he took he sent in an army from persia and took and destroyed the temple and took the people into captivity and took them back to persia to babylon why because they would not obey God's commandments. They would not they they were his covenant people. That means he had made a covenant with Israel. He said, "I will bless you if you will hear my and obey my voice and keep my commandments." And he said, "Stay away from the the gods, the false gods, the idolatry of all the nations around you. Don't get involved in all those things." But they got involved with it. And God warned them through the prophets What's a prophet? He's, he's a person sent by God to speak to the people what God is saying. And they did not listen to the prophets. Many of them, they, they killed them. And Jeremiah was one of the prophets that God sent to the people of Israel at that time. And what did he... Jeremiah told the people, judgment is coming on the people. Judgment of God. And how did that judgment come? God, I'll I'll give you a hint. God uses other nations to discipline other nations. God used other nations to discipline Israel. God uses other nations and he uses weather also. He told Israel when they first built the first temple, he said, if you guys, this is paraphrased, of course, it's not... It says, uh, we quote that scripture a lot in 2 Chronicles 7.14, right? What does it say? If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, you know? I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. If you read the verse before that, he says, if I sin, judgment, pestilence, if I sin, pestilence, if I sin, famine because of your, of your disobedience. If my people, then he goes on, if my people will humble themselves and pray. So the Lord's, we're responsible. That's why the judgment came on Israel. When Jesus went to the cross, when he was walking on the earth, he was doing miracles, signs and wonders, and proclaiming what God was saying. What was the first words out of Jesus' mouth when he started the ministry? He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand repent and who was the forerunner before jesus was john the baptist what was his message repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand repent means to turn back to god repent means to turn away from sin and doing our own thing and turn to him and follow and learn him his ways and what happens jesus was very strong with israel's the people of israel and he told them, he said, he told some cities. He told some cities. He said, woe is you, Corazon, if, if, the miracle, if the, I did the miracles in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know Sodom and Gomorrah got wiped out by God because of the evil going on? What did it say? Jesus said, if the miracles I did here were done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented a long time ago. But because you didn't repent, you've seen the miracles and you didn't repent, it said it's going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that city of Chorazin and some other cities. You know what woe means? Woe is bad. <laughs> Whew, that's worse if Jesus says it. I mean, Jesus Christ, the Lord, King of glory, saying that to a city of people. That's why the judgment after Jesus went to heaven, He, he, he prophesied to the disciples and he, at the temple he said not one stone will be left here upon another. Right? And he said it's all going to be torn down. When did that happen? That happened in 70 A.D. 70 A.D. So, in saying these things, Israel had promises given to it that are eternal promises by God. God will not forsake Israel. God said, you are my chosen people. No matter, you know, they were scattered all over the world. In Germany, we know about the Holocaust, what happened to six million Jews were killed there. But God promised to bring the people back, the remnant back to Israel and place them and plant them in their own land again. And we see that happen in 1948. Israel was reestablished after 2,000 years dispersed throughout the world. That's a miracle. Israel is a sign and a wonder to all peoples, all nations, of how God is faithful to His promises. Today we have the Word of God in our nation here, in the West. The nations of the West, we are have been flooded with God's Word, with the words of Jesus. And Jesus has been warning His church and His people. He gave so many warnings in the Bible. If you ever read it, there's so many things in there. He says, through His prophets, through His teachers, saying about God's holiness, that, you know, If we disobey Him, if we choose not to serve God, what awaits us? What awaits the people? He says, For God so loved the world He gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Lord is not joking. He's not joking about perishing. Perishing, He gave a description of the rich man and poor Lazarus. What hell is so a description of what hell is like. So anyway, this is a serious thing. And what's going to happen in the world today? What about what's going on right now? The so-called, we had a pandemic. You know, in 1917, they had a pandemic. Millions died. This, This one, it was mild, very mild compared to that. But you know what? The Lord's been speaking to me and showing me something. And I know it's not just me, but there's a much worse thing coming. And I believe God has been preparing us to build our house during this period, to hear the words of God and build our house on the, the word of God so that when the big bad wolf comes or the big bad storm comes, that we will not collapse like the rest of the world. That our house will stand, and your house is your life. You know, right now in the in our government, we we're to pray for our government. We're to pray for our leaders. Can you imagine? You know, the apostles Peter. They said, "Be subject to the government. Be subject to the governor." He and and. Uh, Paul said, he said, pray, pray for your leaders. Pray without wrath, without doubting. You know what wrath is? Anger. I used to have a lot of anger against the government. I wanted to, I tell you, I had some bad feelings about things I didn't agree with. I still don't agree with, but the Lord showed me something through his word and teachings. He said, don't fret, don't be angry. He promised, he said, he's going to deal with these things. Every government is, is subject to God. And every government was put there by God. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care. Every nation in this, in every government has been ordained. I'll read that to you right now. Because I'm getting into this because there's judgment coming. Don't think it's all going to be rosy and and I'm not going to give you a a message where everything's going to be alright. Yeah, it's going to be alright in the end. But we're going to go through some things and God is testing the church, His people, and there's a test coming on the whole world. There's a shaking He's doing because it's through this kind of things that people will have to look up or look down. Whatever they do, it's a test, and I'll give you the scripture on that. But first, let me read this in on Romans chapter 13. I'm giving you the word of God as the Lord gives it to me, okay? I'm not going to pull any punches about it, but I want us to understand it's by his word he sustains us that wisdom comes, that everything comes that we need. It's through him, by his Holy Spirit, to teach us the truth. In chapter uh, chapter 13 of Romans, I'll read this. It says, Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Right there, okay? There are no... Authority except from God. Those which exist are established by God. Can you imagine that? Governments all over the world. We hear about North Korea, China, communists, Russia. Every government. We got America. We are blessed on this 4th of July to celebrate our freedom the declaration of independence from what happened on that day when they signed that document written by Thomas Jefferson declaring their independence and freedom from who? Who was America under? The British. The British rule. America Thirteen little colonies got together, and God was with them. You can see how God's hand brought, because in the first place, I believe God ordained the nation of America with the ideals of from God. Ideals of freedom, of liberty, of equality between all people. But of course... When people and governments start to de- deny God and the, power and the Word of God and start doing things with their own understanding, it really gets messed up. And there's a lot of injustice, a lot of corruption, right? Man, once he has power without God, it falls apart. So all these governments will be judged by God. They, re- they are subject To God, whoever's in the king, God puts one down; He raises up another. And He says, "There's no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause for fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good." and you will have praise from the same. I'll stop there with that part. So authorities are set up by God. God is not a God of confusion. God is a God of order. God is a God of authority. The kingdom of God is established on authority. The ultimate authority, Jesus said, I have all authority in heaven and on earth. There is a structure of authority. If you've been in the military, you know, right? In the military, there's a structure of authority. In every facet of government, there's a structure of authority. And when authority is abused, then we get all kinds of problems. But when authority is in the right, used in the right way, God blesses it. Because God ordained it and He created it. Right now, we're seeing some things happening. And I'm telling you, there's some woes coming. There are some woes coming. I'm going to be clear about that. The Lord's showing me, like I said, you know what a woe is? A woe is serious. But I want, the good news is God protects His people, and He gave me that assurance. He's going to protect those who believe in Him and trust in Him. And there's a warning going out to all to let us know to be ready. But let me, um, let me read from Peter. <clears throat> I'm going to read uh, from Peter chapter 2. Now this is, he's talking to the, the church, he says, in verse 9, he says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Verse 11 says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers. Okay? He's talking to us. You know you're an alien? You're a stranger <laughs> to the world? As aliens and strangers, he's saying abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul keep your behavior excellent among the gentiles which is all the nations beside jews so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers they may because of your good deeds as they observe them glorify god in the day of visitation okay here we go verse 13 says submit yourselves for the lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as to the one in authority or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing you right, you may silence the ignorance of foolish men act as free men, and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. It's clear, right? The word of God is clear. It's our government. Our government, our our police department, we see what's happening in, in the mainland especially with the, the violence, the lawlessness of what's going on in uh, the mainland cities, right? The chaos. It's, it's called lawlessness. They have no respect for authority. You know, we're supposed to be able to govern ourselves. Because our society has been falling apart more and more, people breaking the law, no respect for the law, what happens? They make more laws. They make more laws and more laws and more laws because internal, our internal compass of of doing what's right, many people have lost their compass. And they're just doing whatever they think is right and they don't care, they'll go speeding 50 miles down this road right here, ignoring the speed limits. Not even thinking about if there's kids walking around or playing. Gotta put signs out in some neighborhoods. Drive as though your kids are playing right because our internal compass of law of of self-governance is corrupted in many people and so government has to make more laws don't smoke in public moral law, moral law. that's right the moral law in our hearts moral law moral law the, the, to do what's right and to know the difference, what's right and wrong, right? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says this. He says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. And it gives a description of what people will be like. It says, for men will be lovers of self. Now when he says for men... For men will be lovers of, He's not just talking about men. He's talking about mankind, okay? So women, you're included in all this. He's talking, he says, For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control... Brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And verse 5 is, is something else. It says, and they hold to a form of godliness. They hold, hold to a form of it. They, but they deny the power of it. They deny the power of God. So they say, oh, I believe in God. God. But they have all these qualities, all these traits. I believe in God, but they deny the power of a change, of a God that can change our lives. You know what I mean? So Paul told Timmy he said, "These kind of people stay away from them. They're always learning, but they never come to the knowledge of the truth. They just all they do is oppose. They oppose the Bible, they oppose God, they oppose government, they oppose authority. And that's what's happening in the world today, right now, in our, in our nation. You know Rome, the great Roman Empire, when, when the scriptures Paul wrote, Rome was over, uh, over all the world, right? All the, and they, they were over Israel. They occupied Israel, just like the British were occupying uh, the little American colonies, but Rome was brutal. You think about, you think our government is bad? Or maybe you think it's good? Whatever you think about it, it is nothing compared to the Roman Empire in those days. You break the law, they cut your hand off, they crucify you. They, they ruled by fear. It was all by fear. They kept everyone in subjection. So, and there was this king called Nero. He was the emperor during the time of Paul. And he was killing Christians, right? He was crucify them and set them on fire and throw them in the Colosseum to be eaten by lions. And this is when these scriptures are being written. And Paul is telling Timothy to pray for your, pray for your leaders Peter is telling them, be subject to the authorities. Pray, you know, do good. We are blessed in America. We have freedoms that no other country has been able to experience. But these freedoms have been eroding over the years. It's a shame because I don't know what's going to happen I believe God is going to spare America, that He's going to bring back um, order and righteousness. That's my belief. But it, before that happens, I believe there's, what He's telling me there's a judgment coming. There's a judgment coming that I believe is going to come in a form of a pandemic, a plague. That's what I'm getting. That is going to devastate as judgments. I have a few minutes. I'm going to just talk about that a little bit in Isaiah chapter 6. I'm going to go there. I mean, I'm sorry, it's chapter 5. I've said this one before, but uh, verse 20 of chapter 5, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes in drinking wine and valiant men in mixing strong drinks, who justify the wicked for a bribe, who take away the rights of the ones who are in the right. Isn't that what's happening in many places? Corruption in our judicial, corruption in the courts, corruption in the government's, So what are we to do? Pray. Pray for our government. Pray for our leaders. Pray for God to intervene. And he is going to answer. He is going to answer. And I believe these judgments that are coming are going to be an answer to our prayers. So he's saying, all those who call evil good, good evil. That's what's going on right now. What about all these transgender rights going up? I'll just talk it like it is. You know homosexuality is a sin? Just like adultery just like all the other sins just more some are more obvious than others outright and you know god's going to judge all this stuff and when uh when a society turns their back on god's laws you know abortion is a sin abortion is murder murdering babies you know how long how many babies have been murdered for the last 20 years or 40 years millions And, you know, they scream. They scream when they're being killed in the mother's room. There's video. They have video, if you care to look at it. But not too many people want to see that kind of stuff. But to realize what's going on, what's really going on, what kind of things are going on. They used to do that in ancient Bible days, right? Israel, the nations that surround them. They would sacrifice their babies to the fire, to a false God, and let them burn on a rose, uh, burning altar, outstretched like hands of a false, you know, a, a God, a tiki God or whatever, and let the baby burn on that. Unfantomal wickedness. You go research it yourself. I'll just, I'm just telling you like it is. But that's what's going on in our nation. They're murdering babies in the, in the name of this is my body, this is my right. Self-government, self a conscience, seared. You know what seared means? It's no conscience. It's all about me now. It's all about my life. Whatever I think is right is right. That's what's going on in our society today. I'm telling you, God's going to judge I'm not talking about the last day on the great day of judgment. I'm talking about before that. He's done it in the past with Israel. He'll do it with us, I guarantee you. He's no respecter of persons. America's. we've been all going through tests. God has been testing our hearts to see where we're at. What have we been building our house with? right? There's going to be things happening, coming up, storms that's going to shake us and show us what we've been building our houses with. Have we been building? I'm not talking just to you guys. I'm talking to all of us, the world, the church, the world. What have we been building our house on? Do you know, do you have the scripture and the promise of God in your heart to know when the fearful things start coming on the earth, are you going to be able to take it and stand in faith? Or Are you going to run around like a chicken without his head, panicking, like the rest of the world, or doing whatever they do. I'm telling you, man, there's people buying guns like you wouldn't believe, looking for to protect their families, protect their properties. This is the reality we're living in. Maybe not right here. We're blessed with a beautiful community. But you go to the mainland cities, you go to places in the mainland, it's horrors. It's horrors. Don't think it won't happen here in the islands. Don't think it won't hit us. So what is he saying? Why the Lord giving me this message? He's saying, prepare yourselves. What are you building your houses on? What am I building my house on? What are we spending our time with? Are we getting the word of God? Jesus said it, man. He said, Do you hear these words and you act on them? You're going to be a, like a wise person who built his house on the rock. And the storms are going to come. The storms are going to come. And we'll see what what happens. God is faithful. He's given us promises. Let me give you a... Isaiah 26 is what he gave me. He's been giving me this for... Since before the pandemic first hit. Several... Well, a few months before it started in March. The Lord told me there was pestilence coming, okay? He told me that. I didn't know anything. I kept it to myself. I told one other brother, that's it. But he says, uh, and this is the scripture he gave me, he said in verse 20, he says, Come, my people, enter into your rooms, close your doors behind you, hide for a little while until indignation runs its course. For behold, the Lord is about to come out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth. Come, my people, we are the people of God. He says, Enter into your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while. What is he saying? He's saying, as we obey the Lord, as we stay with the Lord, we're going to be hidden and protected. Protected from all these things. Uh, uh, Chapter 26, verse 9 in chapter, same chapter, verse 26, verse 9, it says, At night my soul longs for you. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently. For when the earth experiences your judgments, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Though the wicked is shown favor, he does not learn righteousness. He deals unjustly to the, in the land of uprightness and does not perceive the majesty of the Lord. For when the earth experiences your judgments, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. What are the judgments of God? For one thing, God will judge. And on the other, it's like a two sided coin. One side is judgment, the other side is salvation. As God is judging, he's saving. That's what's happening that's what's going to happen this I believe God is saying this to me that what's coming next the pandemic that's coming next is is a real one and uh there's promises the Lord will keep us from every evil plague everything in psalms ninety one if we're sticking close to the Lord he will keep us from these things but there are there are things coming man and I'm not going to tell you everything's is going to be rosy from now on. It's not. Matter of fact, it just gets worse. And it says these are all birth pangs of what's going to come. One more is uh, Isaiah 35. I want to read a portion of that in Isaiah chapter 35. It says, Encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. Say to those with anxious heart, Take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come but He will save you. He will save you. While there's judgment on one hand, there is salvation on the other. He will save you, the ones who believe in Him, who trust in Him, and you've been obeying and keeping His word. He will save you. Finally, in Revelations chapter 3, this is where the Spirit is speaking to all the churches, the seven churches, There's one in particular he gave a promise that the Lord uh, brought to me. And it's uh, let me get it here. It's to the Church of Philadelphia, chapter 3, verse 7. But it's at the verse 10. uh, Verse 10, it says, Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown There's a test and there's more than one test. The Lord tests and tries the hearts of every every person. There are tests and how we respond to those tests determine our destinies. God is good. God is able to save us in our sin, our mistakes. And our backsliding, he's calling the backsliders back. He's calling his people, everybody that will hear his voice. He says, come and drink, come to the waters. Why do we come here to church? Why do we come to this church? We have praise and worship. The Lord blesses us. We come to drink of the Spirit. He said he causes us to drink of one Spirit. He gives us his word. He gives us what we need to hear. And then we are accountable to what we do with what we hear. God judges, even his sheep, about what we do with what we hear. Do we allow the devil to steal what we hear from God? He says, if you allow the enemy to steal it, it won't produce any good in your life. He can take it out if he let him. Dis- How does he do that? He just distracts us. It's like it's like when you're talking to somebody or listening to somebody your mind is somebody somewhere else and you don't even hear what they're saying. That's what happens. When we hear the word of God, we got to pray and ask God, "Help us, Lord, to receive your word." We got to humble ourselves, pray about what I'm telling you today. I'm telling you it's a warning and it's a promise, but it's it's hopeful because I'm This is what God is preparing all of us for. He's been preparing me. We've been through a a small pandemic compared to what's happened in the past and what I believe God's saying. So he's saying, be prepared. Be prepared. Build our house with the things that God has given us to build. Not with straw, not with sticks, but with the precious things, the foundation built solid like bricks. And your house will stand when these things hit Cultivate faithfulness, the Lord told me. Cultivate faithfulness to Him and to one another. Cultivate faithfulness because God looks at our hearts for faithfulness. I'll give you one. If God asks you to do something... I remember we first told me to help. I see a need in the church to go around and, and sweep the floors. Or I see a need... To clean the toilets and God gave me a joy to go do that you know that I've been doing that for years 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 I don't mind because I do it unto the Lord and God has given me a joy and reminds me even though I have the privilege to stand here behind a pulpit and preach the Word of God I'm nothing in myself I'm no better than anybody else and I'm no higher than anybody else. It's only God's grace that I'm here. And I stand here. I know He rewarded my faithfulness. Provided this whole place. I was working hard, man, most of my life. Backbreaking work. Fields. In the garage. Working underneath cars. Working in the landscaping damaged my back. But every spare time I had, I was in the Word of God and taking my vacation, i go out in the boonies and go pray and seek God. Why? Because I had a horrible experience growing up. I had a taste of death and I had a taste of heaven. And the Lord said, you choose what you want, death or life, blessing or curse. I had a taste of both. And I tell you what, man, it was no problem choosing life and blessing. That humbled me real quick. I was petrified with fear, tormented. The Lord had to deliver me and I'm forever in debt to Him for what He did for me. You would never know, but on the inside, I'm telling you, God did a work in my, and He's still working on me, but I was a confused mess of trembling, tormented fear. But God, in his faithfulness and love, took me out of that pit and saved me. And I'm not trying to... I'll tell you, I'm just telling you these things because the Lord is not going to spare anybody who does not want him. He calls every one of us to choose. There is nothing good in ourselves right now, i tell you. I don't care how good you think you are. You're not good enough for heaven. Unless the Lord, unless you believe and put your trust in Jesus. Because it's only Jesus' blood that makes you good enough for heaven. You hear me? I'm telling you straight, man. Because we're coming into a period. We're going to be tested. You think this shutdown was bad, the pandemic? This one? I'm telling you. It's nothing compared to what's coming. Think about all those people that got crushed. Crushed in Florida under all that rubble. You think it was because they did something bad? That they were worse than us? No. It's just things happen. Things happen. And we need to be prepared. I don't know how many of them knew the Lord when that happened. Christians get killed. They get in accidents too and die. God does not spare everybody We cannot presume on him. He says and warns us, be ready. Build your house with the bricks of God's word. Don't mess around with God. Don't fool around and think, oh, the Lord, everything's... No, I'm telling you, I'm warning you now. Get ready, man, for what's coming. What's coming. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. Right? The government's been doing that. I'm telling you, they were... God is going to intervene. He is. And praise be to God. Remember, judgment, salvation. Whose side are you on? Right? You want to be on the Lord's side. You don't want to be messing around on the wrong side. There's a test coming. Everybody hear this. Because because you kept the word of my perseverance. Have you been persevering for Jesus? Are you holding on to his word and promises? Are you holding on to Jesus? Because if you're fooling around with Jesus and just half-hearted, he will bring you to a place, man. Bring you to a place where you cry out like I did, Jesus, save me! From the heart. Not this little, oh, I believe in Jesus, yeah. And just go on your merry way, doing your thing. No, he'll get you to the place where you scream out with your heart from the depths of your soul because you see the depth of hell. And when you get that kind of revelation, man, no way do I want to go back into the sins I was doing. I hate sin. I'm scared of it. I don't want nothing to do with anything that's displeasing to the Lord. I thank the Lord for His mercy and grace and, and give me a faith. He gives us a gift of faith that I tell you, it's awesome. It gives you a confidence that you can face the big bad wolf and sing. (laughs) And not be afraid. (laughs) Because my house ain't going to fall because it's founded on Jesus Christ. But there's a lot of people, man. I'm telling you, the evil that comes, God uses the devil too. Don't think it. He said he created the destroyer. God uses the evil to bring people... He knows, only God knows who's doomed to, who won't turn to him no matter what. There's going to be those who will not believe in him regardless. They don't want, they don't want anything to do with the light. They don't want anything to do with Jesus. It says in the last days, remember I was reading, right? Lovers of self, lovers of pleasure, brutal, haters of good, there are evil people in the world that will kill you in a heartbeat for their own self-pleasure. And they want to defund the police. Watch out. This, I'd say, whoa. Whoa! To those who call good evil and evil good. Get ready, church. I know the Lord's speaking to me. I want to be in the right place, abiding i give you this promise. I know I said that was the last one, but I got to leave you with some hope here. <laughs> uh, up, uh, upper, up, up beat, okay? But in Psalms 91, God gave me that for us. If, you, if we will do this, if we will abide, we sang that song today, abide, abide, right? Abide in the Lord. He says, if you dwell in the secret shelter of the Most High, that secret place, if you abide in the shadow of the Almighty, I will say to the Lord, My refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he, you Lord, that you deliver us from the snare of the trapper. That's the big bad wolf. He said, and from the deadly pestilence. The deadly pestilence. He says that he will cover you with his pinions, his feathers. Under his wings you seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and armor. Verse 5, you will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. He says, a thousand will fall